I'm Helen Rabello. Welcome to the Turning Point Project. I believe that when you face a big transitional moment in life, you have to learn how to transcend your fears and honour the process, even if it gets messy in the middle. In this project, inspiring conscious creatives and entrepreneurs share their stories about how they used a turning point to move from a life that didn't fully fit to living in a more intentional way despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and take a step forwards through your messy bits towards your more magical life. Today's conversation is with Gemma Gosden, advocate of living more consciously, free thinking and moving more slowly through your life. She hasn't always been that way and in today's conversation she will share how she changed her life around by changing the thoughts in her head and how she came across the realisation that she could do that. Gemma is the mum of three children and despite that she's very much moving towards living on her terms whilst also keeping it really real. So sit back and enjoy listening to the wise words of Gemma. Lovely Gemma Gosden, it is so so good to have you here. I'm so happy that you're joining the conversation and sharing your take on turning points. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Was there a specific turning point that came to you when you thought about doing this or is it more of a series of things? Well I suppose um, there are probably lots of different moments um, where whereby my life kind of turned into one that was perhaps a bit more conscious or intentional. Yeah. Uh, but yeah I think definitely lots of a series of different things. I don't think there's been any one big major thing and of course where I'm at now probably when I look back will be like a huge turning point for me Um, it's definitely been it's definitely been a long process and I I think a time I always come back to is kind of in my early I'd say probably about early 20s when I realized that I could really kind of take control of my own thoughts I suppose and mindset and I guess that was a big turning point between where I was there and I guess where I am now yeah so so where were you before you had that realization what was happening in your life can you take us back in time I mean I can't I find it very hard to look back and remember um lots of things it feels like life kind of just flies doesn't it yeah Um, but I think most certainly at that stage I think I kind of reached a point of um almost like a a not trusting myself and um, a point of confusion whereby I wasn't I wasn't sure of my own decisions I wasn't sure what I wanted in life and it was kind of I think I I had certain influences around me that meant that I needed to I needed to kind of break free from that and I needed to um, start to think about well, I, I guess I just, I kind of found this kind of positive psychology and a way to kind of change my thoughts. I mean, there were, there were a number of things around this. I think I grew up in a house with a dad that was quite um, quite negative. He focused a lot on um, the lack and there was a lot, it wasn't kind of a joyful, joyful time really. And I think I kind of had to make that decision to become to kind of change things like to take control of my life and I think a number of circumstances meant that I was sort of flung into this kind of realm of um, positive thinking and the ways that I could kind of take control of that and I suppose without without meaning to sound bitter or angry about it I just wanted to very much not be like him yeah kind of lead my life for me and um, yeah, that's kind of where it started, I suppose, kind of picking up my first self-help book, if you like, and kind of just becoming fascinated with this idea that we could take control of where we are and um, that life didn't need to feel as tough as perhaps he was experiencing when on the outside his life didn't 
look tough at all, but what was going on in his head was something different. Yeah. I can really, really relate to that, actually. Mm. My, my dad, bless him, he's appeared, yeah. he's appeared in a couple of these. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because, because he was very similar. And he actually, without going into his history, he had good reason to be, and I can see why he was like that, although I didn't know that at the time. Um, but it's really interesting when I think you've come the other side of that and you you start developing a more empowered approach to living and you you could, you know, if you kind of go down the, the more spiritual route like I have, and I know you have, mm. um, you can start considering whether maybe you've, the you've been born into a family to learn certain lessons and you know kind of all that dharmic stuff yeah and i i feel a bit like it's it's something that's quite common in many of these conversations mainly because maybe of just the generational differences and the the heightened awareness we have now absolutely and i think it's really interesting you say as well that it's only maybe in more recent years and you've come to discover why he was the way he was and I think it's very similar for me it's um it's this fine line between understanding where because I am quite self-aware and I'm kind of quite perceptive of other people and it's this understanding of why he's behaved how he has and how as you say it's generational and it's most certainly come from his parents and also that kind of I mean my, my dad's still alive and it's kind it is that sadness that he he hasn't really changed and it's also now that boundary that that difficult boundary because I am an only child as well so it's it's that difficult boundary of how much how much time do I spend with him and um how much energy do I put into that because he's still my dad but at the same time it doesn't always feel fantastic being around somebody like that so it yeah it's something that I kind of um struggle with you know week by week you know every time I come to meet up with him or every time we kind of cross paths and um it is a shame but it's yeah it's just I guess it has provided a real a real huge um opportunity for learning in my life yeah definitely Mm. so when you first started to sort of awaken to the fact that maybe your life didn't have to pan out the same way and you um, discovered your first self-help book. Did did something happen to kind of move you in that direction? Was this more of a self-exploration? Did someone like suggest a book to you? Or can you remember how it happened? Yeah, well, I suppose I've got the influence of my mum, who obviously you know my mum quite well, Shirley. And um, she... Yeah, again, she had already, I suppose I I always knew she had a library of these books. <laughs> she still has a library of them now. I think I've got several books in the house that I've gone and borrowed from her directly. And um, I suppose, I can't really think exactly what, but I must have, you know, I must have seen something she had. I don't recall us ever having a conversation as such, but I do recall that I worked in London at the time and I worked very, very close to... Um, it must have been Victoria Library and I've always loved libraries anyway I've always loved books as a child and um so I used to on my lunch break um go over to the library and borrow some books and I vividly remember exactly where the self-help section was and it was very small back then I'm sure it's much bigger now and I think one of the first books I must have picked up was the Susan Jeffers Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway that may have been my very first book that I read and I think um because I don't typically or I haven't as a child had a particularly what I would say is a daring nature to read a book like that that kind of is just you know I'm not saying it would necessarily be my cup of tea now but it's as a first book it was kind of quite kind of crazy this kind (laughs) of um you know you can just go and do these things like without you know without anyone giving you permission and I can't even remember I can't even remember the whole of the book what it's about maybe I have to revisit it but um, yeah, that was kind of the first one. And then I think I had my train journeys and then I would read at work when things were really quiet because I was a PA just to one person. And I just went from book to book to starting to learn about manifestation and other types of positive psychology. And yeah, that, that is my first vivid remem- memory of it starting. 
Nice. I can actually remember seeing that book on, on my mum's bookshelf as well. She wrote a few, I think. She um, and then and then of course um, I read um, Men Are from Mars, Women yeah. from Venus. That was another one, and and that author had written a few as well. So I'd kind of gone down that route and yeah I don't think there was an awful lot of selection to be honest at the time I no. now it's, it's an overwhelming selection of books but yeah yeah I love that um it's really interesting that as um as you as you say you kind of self-identifying or maybe not so much now but then as someone who wasn't that daring that you find something that really challenges that yeah it must have been mind, well, not, maybe not mind blowing, but it must have been awakened me enough that I wanted to carry on reading. Yeah. And I think just this notion that we could, we could kind of um, control, not control, but kind of change our mindset and then live a happier life. It was just, yeah, it was quite incredible. Yeah. So how did you take that forwards once you'd made that realization? How did it, did you find it, um, you know, like an easy concept to integrate into your life or did you get support or help? I mean, I know you're really lucky because you have got an incredibly aware mum, the Mm. wonderful Shirley. Yeah, I think I I did actually find it really easy because I think if I hadn't found it easy, I wouldn't have carried on. Yeah. Um, I would have, I I remember at the time I, I did read, I was a frequent reader of fiction as well, but this took over and actually to this day I don't think since those train journeys back then you know all that that was probably about well a good 10 years ago I'd say maybe probably more since the start of it but I, I don't think I've picked up a fiction book since because I'm just so interested in just anything that makes me feel really positive and really full of possibility I think you kind of hit the nail on the head at the beginning it I, just this possibility of what what is possible and what is out there I think interests me so much so yeah I did find it easy I do I do recall um spending time doing it you know like some of the books have exercises and there aren't many books but those types of books that are just kind of do this and then you'll get to this and it was very much yeah. exercises and things like that and I definitely invested my time in that but it was very much around reading this was kind of obviously before the time of um using the internet so much and and kind of finding there weren't these kind of communities online and these facebook groups and ways that we could interact with others and i didn't really have another influence in my life other than mum that was into this kind of stuff there were no friends or anybody that I knew so it was very much a process of reading and just enjoying what I was reading and it it just making sense and I suppose me learning to nourish myself in different ways and it's it's almost it definitely wasn't something that was planned it was kind of like looking back at it now and thinking that happened and I'm here now and I'm not really sure what's happened in between it was very very organic (laughs) which is the best way isn't it it is yeah absolutely (laughs) I'm listening to this and I'm, I'm finding it really hard to imagine you as, as somebody on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you are so positive and so, um, you're, you are so real with it. Like you have this really lovely blend of somebody who can still, you know, kind of inhabit the world and keep it real and, and be a mum and run a business and do life and and you balance that with this awareness that has kind of hasn't taken you out into a more um esoteric direction you know like some people can without any judgment some people can go off in this direction and they can lose touch a little bit I think with day-to-day life and it's almost as though they transcend it so much that yeah. it's difficult for them to then come back down to to ground again yeah um yeah and I know you know what I mean by that and I'm sure some other people listening to this yeah. will know as well so you got to this point you're working in London and you're you're beginning to realize how much power you have over your own mind your own life your own yeah. direction your own response to things so how how did you integrate this much more expanded awareness mm. 
that you you didn't you know like without having a circle of people around you necessarily on that same journey how did you sort of integrate this Mm. very much solo journey at the time with being in the world and being with friends and being with Mm. you know work buddies and things did you have to make big changes um well I, I suppose like something that's really important to me is like you say um being authentic and keeping it real but I think it's always really important to me to try and show this other side this this kind of um I don't know if you'd call it a shadow side that's something I kind of hear talked about a lot but this side that where things aren't always all okay for everybody mm-hmm. um and today is a really good day for me I feel really what I'd call high vibe I feel really aligned um really enjoying our conversation and but not every day is like that but the thing that I've found is that the more I've worked on this stuff the more self-aware I've become and the more consciously I live the less these downtime matter so much and I think going back to your question um I am definitely quite a proactive person I'd say and I think I kind of I kind of when the internet became more of a thing and I you know we all got these smartphones and everything was just more accessible to us I would I suppose seek out seek out the people I needed I suppose and I've I've been quite fortunate I think to kind of very early on fall into some nice circles and and meet some nice people and I kind of just a big believer in right place right time and that the universe has somehow brought me what I needed or maybe brought me to the people that need me um yeah I certainly um I certainly didn't have that kind of support and yeah it's really really hard to know how I managed to do it I suppose just this need to be so this need to feel aligned with myself and feel feel conscious of what I'm doing and has just become so strong that I've managed to integrate it while still keeping in touch with friends that aren't necessarily into these things and yeah just a, a series of different events I suppose has, has allowed me to carry on carry on being and doing this stuff that I really enjoy yeah I love that um and you you, you're also you're also a mum how old are your kids um eight nearly nine um six and three and and I I guess like (laughs) obviously we don't want to talk about too many turning points here but that that was a massive thing for me because um I definitely there was a huge turning point for me in the um, first year of my first child's um, life when he was probably about nine months and that's when mum Shirley and I um, decided to start our business um, which was yeah. which obviously we'll probably talk about in a bit and um, that was kind of I'd got myself into such a state during that first nine months of worry and overwhelm and just feeling completely paralyzed by um, this by having this small child and by it, it was all it was all thoughts and no trust in myself and what I was doing and too much comparison with other people and that was another huge turning point on really becoming much more of a free thinker and really learning to um, trust myself and again finding these communities of people that thought the same as I did that didn't want to parent in textbook way that perhaps is more mainstream out there and really wanted to live much more of a connected experience um, so that you know, that probably would be my second hugest turning point. Yeah. And what I love about that is it, it happened with your first child so that you were then able to really set foundations up, Mm. you know, as you obviously in an ever evolving way, because nothing's ever perfect. No, no, of course not. <laughs> and I'm sure you're skipping over the surface of what was probably quite a challenging. Oh, but you know what? Like I, I obviously it's not the time for me to go into it now, but I, I enjoy conversations around that because I think, I think it really, that is something that I haven't, I haven't really spoken about loads anywhere. And perhaps I will, perhaps I will write some blogs around it or something like that. But I think it's really important so that other other people know that they're not alone it's it's important to talk about those really tough times because as you say they are what often leads to the turning point of something so much brighter yeah yeah because it's that thing about um the 
the fear was it the fear of there's a phrase something like the fear of discomfort Mm. um has to overweigh the fear of change something like that i'm paraphrasing (laughs) no i don't know what you mean but yeah i think sharing how you've made it through those that i mean that's a huge transition in life isn't it having a child oh absolutely um and of course the majority of people are they do end up in that situation so there's quite a big audience for of people yeah absolutely we need people to stand up and share their variances and their approaches and what's been how they've come out the other side and i do feel quite it's something i've always felt quite passionate about this idea that we don't um you know this idea again it leads into all this self-awareness about using our instincts and trusting ourselves and I think it's a big thing for a lot of people to to do something differently it's not it's not comfortable for everybody depending on your circumstances and the people around you and I guess that kind of um I can't think of a better word than kind of like that inner rebellion. It has always been within me, probably ever since if you asked mum about me being a child, there'll be, you know, I I couldn't be told and I couldn't be, I had to find things out for myself. And it's something that's definitely followed me through to this day and something I do feel passionate about. But there's many people out there that just don't feel comfortable to to follow their instincts and and, and that in itself just can lead to so much unhappiness. Yeah, for sure. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have these conversations. I mean, there are many, many reasons, but um, one of my big drivers is to do this was after just years of conversations where people really do feel stuck in that messy middle, Yeah, you know, of a big transition or turning point in life. And they, it's almost like they, they just don't know how to take a step forward because they don't trust. Mm that they're taking the right step forward you know Mm. it's like how how do we take a step forward towards something and know it's right when it actually feels really scary and horrible and crappy (laughs) you know and it's conversations like these I just think it's just like sharing so you've established your foundations You've gone on to have you've gone on to have more little little mini me's. We have, yep. <laughs> so, and you've been running this business with Shirley, your mum, mm-hmm. which um, has now is now that's now transitioning as well. Yes, it is. Yeah, we we're very much near the end of that now. I think yeah. again, again, it's it's make, it's fitting everything in, isn't it? It's making space. So I think this week will be the final process of kind of um clearing out anything from that clearing out the energy and actually physically selling the last of the stock and then yeah it will be all steam ahead in both of our individual businesses yeah so has that time period been about seven years seven eight years how long has it been Um, i think so yeah because i think that we first set up I'm, i'm sure i have um I'm not quite clear on it, but I think it's around like 2011 or 12. So my my first child was born. He was born in 2010, and I think I kind of got to I got so much of the way through. And again, Mum and I would have these conversations all the time. Um, kind of the conversations we're having now, just just that debating life, just that really nice flowing high vibe conversations. And um, somehow we decided to start a business and that's when it began really then I I thought if I haven't got enough on my plate I'll just throw in a throw in a business but actually that was what I needed at the time because I'd become so fixated on how hard it was to have this child this child that didn't conform with the norm because he wasn't sleeping all the time he wasn't feeding the way the book said and the way other friends kids were feeding and I'd become so consumed that what I needed was that space and I'd be able to nourish myself in a different way. So the business was, although time-wise it took up more time, it actually was, it actually um, gave me space in my head, which is, it sounds really backwards saying that because how can it be more space? But that's exactly what it gave me. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, You know, having, having evolved my work in a direction where, um, I'm working more in that hackneyed phrase 
that mm. pretty much sums it up, which is in yeah. my zone of genius. And I, yes. and there's something about when you give yourself permission to, to do that, no matter what your situation, because let's, mm. let's face it, your situation was far from ideal in mm. some people's minds, yeah. a small child at the time. Um, there's something about that, that it, it just has so much more ease around it. And, and yes. it's, there's something um, really important as well, I think, about giving yourself permission to do something you're instinctively drawn towards mm-hmm. when you are a new mum. I mean, I, I know I haven't had children. You know, you know my story around children and most of the people listening to this will as well. But I've definitely worked with enough new mums and enough new yeah. babies oh. over the years to, to hear, hear those stories and hear how, how much people can lose themselves initially. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think one of the most amazing ways out that you found is to start asking yourself how you can give something back to yourself, but also that gives something back to other people. I mean, that's like a win-win situation as you're yeah. in service to yourself, but you're in service to other people at the same time. And then you're yeah, still, still present for your, yes, for your family as well. Yeah, that was, yeah, definitely a, a bit of a juggling act. And actually, again, like we all would do, if I could go back now to that moment, to, to that first nine months, things wouldn't be as hard. They wouldn't feel as hard and, there'd be a lot more boundaries around things. And yeah, it's just, that's something that I can't, I, I, I did used to look back with a little bit of guilt, just in the sense of, well, I think we, we do, don't we sometimes, but I, I don't especially now look back on it with guilt because I see that I have a great relationship with my eight year old and he clearly hasn't come to any harm with all my, <laughs> with all my worry. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, again, there were discoveries I made, um, huge discoveries, again, all fitting with mindset. Uh, like there was a particular book that I read, which was around um, kids sleep and it became, it became like a really important book to me. And I'll, I'll always remember like a line from it that was effectively, again, I'm paraphrasing here, but something along the lines of it's only a problem if it's a problem to you. Mm. So society, we might think it's a problem if a, baby doesn't sleep or it's a problem if they're waking up two or three times but I started to think to myself it's only it's becoming a problem because I'm comparing myself and I'm comparing him to other people but it's not actually I actually haven't got an issue with it and you know to this day my our our house is like musical beds um we've child has a bed so my my young my middle and younger one have never had a cot. The middle one slept on the floor in kind of like a Montessori setup. That was the kind of way of thinking I was into at that time. Um, and actually, we we just bed hop. So I generally go to bed in the same bed as my husband. But then I wake up and I have two kids, like one either side, and my husband's gone. <laughs> but I don't know what's happening in the night. That's that's a, my absolutely that happens probably like most nights. My, my middle one's six and my younger one's three and they yeah they like to sleep with me and my, and my eight-year-old often I will lay with him and go to sleep with him and it's only a problem if it's a problem isn't it and it's you know I, I try and look at those times now you know my, he's nearly nine and he's how long is it going to be before he's not even wanting me to go in his room and it's a great way to connect and catch up and it works for us and I suppose I just want other women to know that if it works for you, it's fine. It's not, you don't have to follow what society says or what the majority of people say. And, you know, if you're really lucky when you have a baby, you might get a health visitor that is aligned with this type of thinking, but it's such a vulnerable time. And each time I've had a child, my confidence has just been knocked so much. And I know that's not the case for every single person, but it it empowers so many women. But for me, there was something about it that just left me feeling really vulnerable. And um, unfortunately, first time, I just didn't have the knowledge or I wasn't in the headspace to kind of be able to deal with it so well. Yeah, no, I think those are really, really important points. And and I'm, and I'm glad you're sharing a a little bit around, Mm. around those realizations, you know, and the importance of, um, like you say, if it, if it works for you, it works for you. It doesn't, yeah. 
<laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's not like a film crew is coming no. to, <laughs> to live me. It's your just, life. <laughs> absolutely. And it's simple. It's um, a lot of, I was, I was only out with some people earlier and we were talking about the kind of stories that we tell ourselves. You know, we all do, we all do it. And some of us can catch ourselves in our tracks while we're doing it. And yeah, we were just kind of, um, we were just talking about this like concept of, um, we do like a lot of this stuff is held in our, it's held in our thought patterns. It's mm. the problem becomes so much more exacerbated because of the way we're thinking about it or because of the thinking around it and, and the energy that's used up in that. I, I know perhaps I'm more sensitive than others. I'm not sure, but I know that I can go for a three or a five mile run and not feel nearly as as I would feel thinking about it too much and worrying and overthinking and it's quite interesting how what what kind of what we choose to give our energy to in our lives yeah definitely it's um i think you probably know i talk about the um the porridge pot of energy which is a term i learned when i was training in shiatsu and i i've it stayed with me because it's such a clear visual you know you can kind of think of the um the three bears <laughs> you know you yeah. have a pot of porridge in the morning and if you're a big greedy bear you're going to empty it out really really quickly but <laughs> because everything is energy if you are essentially using up your porridge pot of energy wasting your time uh you know ruminating and just giving loads of energy and attention in your head to things that you can't change or worries you know trying to predict the future all that kind of stuff that actually it's all it's all just wasted energy mm. still using up that porridge pot and then it's giving you less at the end of the day to do the things you actually want to do that you yeah. enjoy doing that you can be proactive about I'm it's as if we're talking about a similar thing um so with you wrapping up the business with your mum the reason I asked mm. you how long it had been is um because again going back to um chinese medicine and quite a few philosophies actually there's quite a strong belief in seven year cycles okay that almost correlates with you yes and i have to say that um though um the kind of the learning that i've been doing lately has definitely allowed me to take action on it i definitely for probably a good year or so something hasn't felt quite right um I thought at first it was kind of the products we were selling um I'm, I'm one of these people that need I need to change things up quite regularly I always got a bit itchy feet in a job kind of every three three and a half four years um and I thought it was that and we kind of mixed the products up a bit and we kind of were a bit more um daring with what we made and sold and what we put into but there was still something that for me it just didn't feel enough it felt that um whilst these things with positive messages and empowering stuff on them were, were useful to many people and we, we we've always received lovely reviews messages and things for me it just wasn't enough I've, I've not been able to connect with people in the way that i want to be able to through those products so yeah that was kind of my biggest feeling like for for a while now um because I love to write and I love to connect especially on social media but but it just it, it was almost like I didn't have anything I didn't have any further way of helping those people we'd have these conversations but I couldn't take them on a journey with the things that we were selling so yeah that was that was the biggest thing but yeah the seven new things very interesting I know that seven's a very spiritual number isn't it it is yeah 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 and i think for you you've obviously in the in the previous cycle if we're thinking in seven eight year cycles you've you've needed a lot of your energy to be devoted to having your other two yeah and um you know and establishing some kind of new way of being with more of you in your place and then trying to fit work and stuff in around that and um and I don't know whether this is true or not but maybe now it's just that because maybe a little bit less of your own energy is being directed at the two younger ones yeah maybe it it's you know it's it's 
just perfect timing for that inner desire to take people on a, a further journey is is yeah. only now able to come up because it's only now that you're able to have a little bit more of your attention back again to yeah. really you know focus on hearing yeah your inner instincts and your inner voice i think absolutely my um like energy level wise i suppose you know talking physic physical energy level wise i suppose that there are certain disruptions at night and stuff that take it out of you but i think um i i've never really struggled you know some people absolutely love their sleep and it's like a huge shock to be you know to be woken in the night or things like that but i suppose i've never been one that's neat i've never felt like i've needed eight hours a night so that almost didn't bother me as i said before it was more the story around comparison and yeah. and not us not fitting into the norm that kind of bothered me but i think definitely yes i i think it's a perfect time because my energy levels both in my thought patterns and physically are alive than they have been and I think where um yes there there could be certain things with the kids that could be a worry but I think the way I would deal with it now would be a lot a lot better preserve my energy I wouldn't be giving as much energy to it because I know how important it is for something to be safe for me yeah yeah so how does it feel to be coming to the end of this phase and going well phase a new one yeah so um at first when when we kind of had the conversation which felt this kind of thing has never been comfortable for me and it's something that I've, I'm really having to step in these difficult conversations so it it wasn't hugely comfortable for me to have that conversation with Shirley but um but it was fine it was fine because I think deep down for her she probably knows it's the right thing to um at first it very much it was a real strange feeling I never I didn't really doubt that it was the wrong decision because actually our shop hasn't been doing particularly well for a while so it wasn't like we were um we were trapped by this kind of financial predicament whereby we had to keep that business running because it was earning so well for us it felt easier to let go of that but it did have it did feel for a week or two very much almost like a grieving process um yeah I can't explain it better than that but I worked through it and um kind of just allowed allowed myself to feel like that I knew it wasn't comfortable I knew it wasn't a time I'd be able to show up on social media being all positive and happy and um, I'm working with a coach at the minute, Kerry, who's been amazing and um, completely supportive and helped me, allowed me the space to find, to find out that this is what I wanted and allowed me to give myself permission and be honest. So, yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of the process of it. It's because, been vital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't it, I didn't know it was going to be. I um I worked with Kerry a year ago on a group coaching course. And um again, that was very much something that I didn't because I'm quite self-aware. I I don't often opt for these these things because not just not that I think I know it all. It isn't that. It's just that sometimes my head is so full with this stuff, I feel like I can't fill it with any more. I Sometimes I have to kind of pull away from this, from the books and the podcasts and, and just more info coming in just so that I can tune into my own space. And when this opportunity came up, it was a little bit of fear of missing out, if I'm honest, because there was a bit of that and just a knowing that I had to, I just had to take part in experience it. And that again was a massive turning point for me. And I got, I can't even express how much I got out of doing that 12 week course. And that whilst I didn't make these changes back then when the chance for the coaching came up this time I didn't think I was going to do it um but something happened um again actually the friend I mentioned earlier Sarah who is a um a crystal healer and just a wonderful human being um I will direct you to her Instagram page later if um if you're not on it already um she I had a session with her and it just we I had some cords cut um getting a bit more spiritual now I had some cords cut that were actually connected to my dad and that process allowed me to I don't know it just allowed me to become just gain clarity on everything that I wanted and so yeah I just went with the coaching and 
I look back now, I only sort of, we're only about five weeks into the coaching with Kerry and I think, how am I ever going to be able to cope without her? It's just been so amazing and so great to have that constant support. Um, and I think a lot of these changes I'm able to make lately are really down to that support that I've got. Yeah, that's so important. I know when I was having one of my big transitions in my work, I felt like I needed to create ways to take people on a mm. on a, an evolving more um kind of proactive empowering journey as opposed to providing for some people a bit of a sticking plaster and yes you know uh, like... yes, that's exactly the term I've used so many times it, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just um it, it's a tough one when you kind of can see it happening and you just want to want to get in there and help them but there's kind of this barrier that yeah. some of which I know for me is that I've put in my own way these limitations on how I can help people or or the knowledge I have and yeah to, to have that all unravel with the support of someone else is great especially especially when you don't know that it's even an issue and that they allow you the space to to discover that these barriers are in the way yeah yeah no it's really important I had um I'll, I'll shout out Saskia Saskia mm. was my coach who who helped me through that stage yeah and, um, yeah I think it, it's, sometimes it doesn't matter how self-aware you are you 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 just can't see your own blocks and your own sticking points no. you just need someone really skilled to kind of shine yeah shine absolutely them. and it's interesting because some uh, some of the time you can you can see that for other people if you're quite perceptive but yeah the to be able to see your own is is quite a different story yeah yeah it's also being able to see your your capabilities um you know that if you're stepping into new arenas which I know you are mm. um if you've not been in that role before mm. if you like it's really hard to know whether that's something you can genuinely do or not yeah. to go there but but other people you know especially coaches really skilled coaches they just they'll they'll see that potential that those possibilities back to possibilities again it's it's so and, and and you'll see it in other people i see it in other people but to, to see that in yourself it's, it's, you almost have to take yourself out of your own body and out of yeah. your head and then picture yourself in a whole new place and it's not easy no no definitely not so where are you where are you now what what's happening in terms of your work and... well things things are happy it feels like everything's happening very quickly and as I think we spoke about earlier um it's something is happening with the universe and all these opportunities are coming up and but you don't really know where they're coming from but I think um for me at the moment like the big the big things for me have been to kind of step out on social media on my own um I did very I did very much manage a lot of our social media posts as a business anyway so it's something that's quite comfortable for me I quite enjoy um video and connecting with people I quite enjoy using Instagram stories and things like that so it's just trying to trying to use my voice um and I think in using your voice you gain clarity in in where you want to help people so for me I want to coach women I realize now through the coaching I've been having that I've, I've been coaching and helping women for years I just haven't put together a program where I'm doing it or haven't actually felt able to take up the space um, and voice what I'm doing so for me at the moment it's um, it's just gaining clarity really it's just taking things day by day but make but taking action as well starting to believe in myself starting to see where I can take up space, I think I mentioned it just now, but that's that for me is very important because I've I've experienced, you know, I've held workshops before and things like that, and I've realised after that I haven't haven't felt I could take up that space. So that's something that within the last couple of weeks I'm really working on. Um, I, my first kind of foray into this was um, not last Friday, the Friday before I held, I co-hosted a workshop um, for International Women's Day. So that was um, that was great and um jamila the lady that i've worked with is fabulous and we're actually um doing holding another workshop in april 
and we do we do work great together and she's um she's absolutely aligned we're both aligned with our thinking and but it was really interesting learning her from that from doing that workshop because um it was very much i think it's really tough sometimes when you hold something and you step into an audience that isn't your own which i hadn't really i hadn't really considered and again kerry helped me to see that that how you approach something like that is is quite different to how you approach something you've organized yourself so um for me every time i do something like this it gives me a bit more clarity on on what i find joyful and how i want to kind of spread my message and i think my my next few steps so i've set up my own facebook group which is called slow down and live more consciously and um that will be a, a place again for me to gain more clarity gather thoughts on how i can help people and just kind of put together this um gather a community of women who are all feeling the same who are all feeling maybe a bit overwhelmed by life um there's lots and lots of things i want to talk about within that um this kind of idea of free thinking and how we can slow down and enjoy our life more live in live in a state of more ease and flow where we're not constantly stuck in our heads and we're more coming down into our hearts so yeah that's um that's where my energy will be going at the moment as well as um i'm putting together at the moment my first kind of group coaching if you like program a mini course that's my first um thing i will be doing and um yeah my, my, my main thing is just i just want to keep things simple because once your brain starts thinking and doubting that's when it becomes much harder to push yourself forward absolutely i love that i love the sound of all of that it sounds yeah. absolutely perfect for you yeah. where you are right now and and perfect for so many women out there mm. as well and one of the absolute gems you shared that you may or may not have realized you shared <laughs> was, um, was the fact that even if you're taking a step into something that can feel uncomfortable or you know has learning attached to it that you weren't necessarily expecting it's still giving you value and really yes. useful information because it's helping you clarify so it's almost it's like really really juicy nugget of wisdom yeah. that i love because it's effectively giving people permission to just take a step forward whatever yeah just do something find something out won't you yeah and it's better yeah. than just staying still where you're not going to discover anything at all you're just yeah. staying still just <laughs> yeah i think it comes back to this um this being imperfectly you and and I know for me, it's been a huge thing. I, I, I'm probably, I guess, like a recovering perfectionist. Um, not sure how recovered I am, but <laughs> we'll see. But I think it's, it's this fear of making mistakes that holds so many of us back. And I think the big, and this is the, big, the biggest thing that Kerry has probably taught me in, in our coaching is that you don't, you don't need to know where you're going. You can just do things because they feel good. And you know, I kind of used to think that it was um, this self-awareness was like kind of a bit self-indulgent somewhere, which was just crazy because the more self-aware I've become and the more conscious I've lived, the, ha the happier I've become and the more connected to my family I am and the things that I learned the world in general. So, yeah, it's just one huge learning curve. But, yeah, absolutely. There's so many people that have this fear of fear of movement where can people find you right now how can people find out what you're doing is the best place on instagram or have you got a yeah so i've got i have got um i've got an instagram page it's just gemma underscore Gosden yeah at the moment um, love to yeah i'd love to come up with some kind of witty wonderful brand name but it again this goes back to what we were just saying i, I did I, I i sat there brainstorming and nothing was coming and I, I said to myself, this is not going to happen unless I just start it. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. This doesn't have to be the name that it is in 10 years. Or perhaps I'll, well, you know, for me, it's quite good to become more comfortable with my name and hearing it and stepping into me. So perhaps that is right. So, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. And then I've, I have recently set up a Facebook page as well. Um, I'm just trying to think of the name of it. <laughs> I think it's something like, it must just be simply like, Gemma Gosden coaching or something like that. It's really bad that I don't know. But as I said, I was more about the taking action than the thinking too much. <laughs> um, I have, to be honest, actually on Instagram, I've got a link tree. So in 
the bio bit rather than because I don't have a specific website. I do have a blog as of very recently that I've written a very a raw first post, which um, connects to a lot of what we're talking about now and a lot of my my reason for wanting to do this, my reason for wanting us all to slow down and live more in the moment. So that's quite, might be quite an interesting read for some. Um, again, that's the easiest way to find it is just via the link tree. That sounds like an absolutely perfect place for people yes. to start. It's it is. Like setting it's the context. Simple. <laughs> yeah. um, and I will, I will share before I let you go that, um, well, I'm delighted for you because I think this is a completely natural next direction for you. Mm. Um, and I'm, lo- I'm, I'm loving seeing how things are unfolding for you. But also, it's, it took me probably an extra decade added onto mm. your, your current age <laughs> to step into ownership <laughs> of my name, because mm. I had a couple of different um, yeah. brand names, if you like, before I came out as just me. Mm. Um, but, but since I took really stepped into that and really took ownership of just being Helen Rebello, which means yep. I can fly whichever way I like. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is it, isn't it? Yeah. Things have flowed so much more freely and I've had quite a few conversations with people around this, uh, you yeah. know, as you do just talk about this stuff if you're solopreneurs or whatever. And yeah. um, almost across the board, every single person I've spoken to that's rebranded under their own name um they've just found things have really opened up for them but i think um i think it's just an it's another evolution you you know when you get comfortable in your own skin and you kind of know a bit more about who you are and what you're doing you just think well why not and again it's just trying isn't it it is yeah and i think these it's it's easy to feel to think it's going to feel uncomfortable or to feel uncomfortable and just go no 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 i can't can't do that but it's it's almost like you get to the point where you know that when something feels uncomfortable that something good is probably going to be coming something big or something good's going to be coming after so yeah in my case it really it definitely I, I think it's interesting it, it might appear to someone else that it, you're you're clear on something and that you you're fine with your name and you put it out there and everything but like, this is why it's so important these honest conversations because the, the journey behind it is is not always comfortable at all and I think that can only by talking about it can only help others yeah definitely yeah oh no that's perfect that's the perfect perfect place to end yeah our current <laughs> conversation I'm sure we'll have more <laughs> I think we could probably have a series between Absolutely. us yes it would be wonderful <laughs> this, this is um when you know that you're doing something that you love, it's just easy. Yeah. These conversations are easy, aren't they? Yeah. I, I actually, for me, it's been astonishing how much yeah. I've loved them because, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm so, I'm so used to being in my own space, in my own little world, <laughs> doing my thing in my writing cave or whatever it is, mm. but it's been an absolute delight. And, um, this conversation, is no different so thank yes, you so, so much yeah. thank you very much for having me it's um this most definitely i can imagine will be um another t- turning point for me this conversation and just this experience i think is um for where i am now it's been great so thank you my pleasure thank you so much for listening to this episode of the turning point project if you found this episode useful i'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment if you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions come and connect with me over on instagram at helen rebello author or join the free magical life movement at helenrebello.com. have a gorgeous gorgeous day and i'll catch you in the next episode